Hello and welcome to LedgerCast. My name is Brian Crossguard here with the one and only Josh Olswich. Hey, Josh. Mr. Brian. <laughs> Good to be with you today. Great to be with you, sir. Um, I, can't, I can't help, by the way, to see your face and just being happy. I don't know why. Well, I'm glad. It is what it is. I can't see your face, but I'm still happy to talk to you. Uh, I'm also uh, encouraged. It's, oh, look at that. Here comes the face. We'll see if I freeze or not on yeah. the stream. For those of you not joining us on the stream, you should. When we decide to randomly stream, usually <laughs> it's every week around 1 EST. Yeah. Here we are today. Look at this. I'm going to go. I'm just going to. I'm chilling like a villain. See, I just lost you for some reason. No, I, I minimized the wrong one because I wanted okay. the chat to have this side by side. This is a unique experience here. <laughs> by the way, if there's any trading globe. <laughs> Companies who want to sponsor this podcast. Trading glove glove companies. As, you know, very common business. Very niche. Very niche. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tweet this uh, stream because I forgot to. But Josh, tell me about what's going on. What are you thinking? And I will put the uh, screen share back on so you don't feel awkward. Things are slowly starting to turn the corner. I don't know. You know, on-chain data still looks iffy as in activity. Activity is still flat, down, you know, not great. But when we're talking about, like, just general sentiment, I think people are getting sick of t- pushing the red button. That's what it feels like to me. They're Also, importantly, we are decoupling more and more away from NASDAQ. Stuff <sighs> because look at Amazon, look at Apple, look at uh, all these... Look at Meta. <laughs> like, what a week it's been for them. And Bitcoin's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, we're going up, baby. Amazon <laughs> has got a green candle, but they are down 8% today because in about five seconds, Amazon went down 20%. A trillion dollar company lost $200 billion of market cap in about five seconds because, you know what? This is a theme for me today. Price is found at the edges of the market. So, only a few people really have to be trading to determine the price. 99% of holders can just all be there along for the ride. It's that 1% which is really determining what is the price going to do in the next moment. So there you go. Well, as a group, look at all of the work-from-home stocks. Oh, they're relative completely freaking wrecked. Yeah, they're, they're wrecked. Even relative, but relative to Bitcoin, again, like I think narratives are shifting. I think the people that are here... Are shifting you know this this fomo euphoria day trader mentality the people that are still left uh i don't want to say they're here for the right reasons but they're here for the right <laughs> reasons you know they have you asked me about hodl waves earlier yeah there's been a lot of chatter about you know x percentage of bitcoin not moving in the past year i've talked about it it's a good metric but the problem with that metric is a lot of this bitcoin now is put into different types of cold storage, but still used. Arcane Research did a great piece on this like weeks and weeks ago, saying like, look, it's not as bullish as it seems. But if it's a narrative that helps us, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you showed me that chart. And um, a lot of the one to two year group has increased. Um, So people who, I guess, bought the top or started participating in 2021, early 2021, um, or late 2020, that group is growing. And 
you got compression on the near term side. So the newest of buyers have not stuck around, I guess, but your holders are holding. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway. People aren't shying away from current price levels. Right. They are they are locked in. That may change if we drop below 18.5, but as of today, as of now, there are more and more people who are saying we are in it for the long haul on a relative basis, like day over day. You know, there are there is less activity, uh, less churn, I guess you could say, on a on a lower time frame basis, which mm -hmm. historically is a good thing for lows. If you look at 2015, 2019. Yeah, it was um, common. That changes dramatically if we drop below 18.5. So it's not like it's a leading signal, but it does help you like gauge sentiment at least, right? So Josh, act like Bitcoin doesn't exist. How about this ETH? 200 week and 20 another week. thing you know eth the eth uh i'm not going to use the word ponzionomics i'm not going to say <laughs> that but the issuance schedule going to zero and potentially negative if you pull up ultrasound.money another great spin on uh eth issuance but if you pull that up and look at it you can see that the issuance continues to dive to zero as a APY or over annual annualized. And that's going to have an outsized effect on price when things eventually do turn the corner. And I think we're starting to see that. You know, it doesn't take a lot to, to move this thing in a big way because of the issuance. Yeah. And the thing about ETH maxis versus BTC maxis, if you're a BTC maxi, you can't look at this and not be hopeful that this is bullish because this is the same narrative that we use as BTC maxis. It's the same narrative. It's just uh, sped up to now versus like 2060, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've you know, by the way, this could flip deflationary transactions. Again, like I said, on-chain data is muted at best. It's pretty flat. Uh, but this goes deflationary pretty quick if... People actually use the chain. On-chain data starts to pick <laughs> up. Yeah. But again, the problem is this layer two stuff. If people prefer layer two over layer one, ETH won't have as big of a burn um as said, maybe otherwise would have joshua i've said this before i'll say it again yeah the adoption of layer two does not reduce total layer one baseline activity now it may help on I spikes hope that's the case i haven't seen evidence for that but i hope that's the case it may help in spikes but i think it will actually you'll continue to see a gradual increase of layer one baseline v volume even in the dips I mean, that's the this isn't just like an ETH argument. It's an, it's an any blockchain argument. You look at Bitcoin versus Lightning, you look at Avalanche and uh, the C-Chain versus, I forget what the side chains are called there. Um, well, C-Chain is the side chain <laughs> for Avalanche. It's just the only one people use because it's... Well, uh, C-Chain is where the, 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 the transaction fees actually have a burn mechanism. Right. The, I forget what they call it, the other chains. Yeah. The, ones the other that, chains on top of that... The ones people don't the use. No, they use. That's the thing. That's the issue. They use the layer twos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because they got the crab game now. That's right. The crab game moved. Cribata. Um, look at dot. Look at parachains versus the main chain. You know, it's the same story. Well, so we really have to figure out a solution to this, this I, value value accrual. The stuff. example I've mentioned before, and I will express it here. Please. Small audience of friends. <laughs> um, so. My parallel is actually to 
the way organizations often grow. So let's use the example of church planting. If anybody understands that concept, you have the mother. I've never heard those two words put together. (laughs) Yes. I'm about to give it to you, Josh. This is alpha. This is alpha. Typically a church is growing and oftentimes they'll say, all right, we're going to send out Bob, the pastor to plant a church in another part of town or like in another town, two towns over something like that with the same kind of general ideologies or whatever. And they think, oh, well, some people are going to go to that church with them. We're going to send out 10% of the church or something to go with them to plant that church. And they think it'll actually reduce the size of the parent church. And in in actuality, that does not occur. Typically, the parent church continues to grow if it's already been growing. Um, So it has the inverse effect of what you might expect. But anyway, random thing. It's not just that. It's also like if you think of the way franchising works or like multi-location restaurants or things like that. So there's multiple... Multiple sources for this, but just throwing that out there. I think the issue is if you can live on layer two for everything you do, why ever go back to layer one, right? Because it's a like, set, there's, there's it, no, it, is, like it is the settlement layer. It's like your your primary source. Think of all the others as like the the nodes that go out and they come back into the mothership for for final settlement. Yeah, I understand that. But we don't, you just don't see, you could live on lightning your entire life. You'd have no clue Bitcoin exists. You know? Yeah. I'm not trying to tell people Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum is like church. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just using a, I, that's all I, that was my takeaway. an organizational example. Okay. I think it's loosely fitting at best because, <laughs> of, the because of the value accrual piece. Sure. Uh, I could live at I could live at the Exo Church and have no idea that the Mother Church exists, right? And that's fine. Okay, we'll see. I mean, what, what's play, it's literally playing out before our eyes. You know, we may see layer twos just take off. Optimism, um, Arbitrum, Matic. Matic's not really a layer two. It's but you know it's kind of in between. Yeah. Um, that chart looks amazing to me. By the way, Matic. Let's go look at that uh, amazing chart. So yeah, back to ETH. Um, we're above the twenty week. Above the twenty week bounce. Right? This this really reminds me of that twenty fifteen BTC grind. Really, really does. Well, this could this follows along the lines of DXY too, which is inverted to this. But all this looks like it could have a leg up. Ultimately, I think it defend, depends on what happens with the Fed. So the Fed is on the second, the FOMC. Yeah. Midterms on the eighth, and then CPI print on the tenth. So, first couple of weeks in November could be pretty interesting. Yeah. So you like Matic direction. because it's a gigantic Adam and Eve? Uh, no, I just like Matic because it's making higher highs. It's off mm. the lows. It you could argue cup and handle with that, even though people would give me flack for calling a couple of handle at the bottom. Uh, I don't care. I think it looks great. I think ETHBTC looks phenomenal. ETHBTC is a ETHBTC. inverted head and shoulders on it. ETHBTC has really turned into something interesting here. Like, this chart continues to be insane. <laughs> but at some point, you think if it's just hitting that ceiling over and over and over again, 0.075, 0.08, whatever, you're going to get a move. I did a tweet AI thing. Did you do your? Did you run your handle through that? 
No. It's this service that says it uses AI to say like, hey, we're gonna create tweets that you would have created. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, one of mine was like, I-, I am selling ETH at point one, and there's nothing you can do to stop me, or something like that. <laughs> it was along those lines. It was good. I was like, nailed it. <laughs> um, or point oh point one mag. I can't remember what it was, but it it was pretty good. I also had many AI tweets about DeFi. Um, it was really pigeonholing me, but, um, nevertheless, ETHBTC looks fantastic. Uh, BTC 200 week, not really there. 20, uh, where that would be 23 K 24 K. So I would really like if Bitcoin got above like 24, 25, I'd be really interested. Cause I think it could go back to the 30 plus 30 mid thirties level two. See, look at that. We could finish the year at 33 K. Right, you could go to your family on Thanksgiving and be happy you told them about it. Oh boy! Ago, you know? Oh boy! Right? Am I wrong? Like, come on, who's with me? Come on. Thirty-three k <laughs> by the end of twenty twenty-two. We need a better rhyme. Sure, whatever. But no, I agree with you. The twenty. My birthday's level. at the end of the year. Oh well, happy early birthday! Says thirty-three k by Ledger's birthday. Okay, that's there. You go. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? So I agree with you. This looks like 2018. Is that what you said? Uh, I said ETH looked like like Bitcoin in 2015. Like this right here. Oh, I don't know about that. But Bitcoin now could turn out to be Bitcoin in 2018 where we get this Adam and Eve fractal starting. It fails and then like continues to grind higher. I I can see that. Yeah. Um, the big because narrative shift that needs to occur is that Bitcoin and Ethereum are more sound assets than other asset classes, than growth stocks, right? Yeah, and based on what we said in the opening, you know, I think that attitude is shifting. It's shifting towards what else is out there that you know doesn't have poor earnings and a garbage PE and no yield, all these other issues that these tech stocks are having. Theoretically, theoretically, in an inflationary environment, crypto's made for that. That's been that was a narrative for a very long time, but Bitcoin traded right alongside risk assets, inverse to yields, and only good when growth was good. The question is, can it shift the tide on that? Can we turn well, that you into could also argue it does best in both environments because when they printed more money it went up. When they reduced the money supply it went down, right? And it did, but it didn't go down as much as the uh, the rest of the rest of risk on right. Mm. Yeah, maybe so. Um, scarce assets or yield generating assets seem like good asset classes to be in to me. If you can establish a scarce asset that is also yield generating and also still growing, perhaps that can be a magic asset to do very well. But you have to, that narrative has to sink in. Otherwise, like we said, the price will be determined at the margins, and that's not great. But I feel like, especially Bitcoin and Ethereum, maybe some other stuff, but the long tail of crypto seems more at risk to me than the fat tail. Yeah, the uh, altcoins, some of them uh, won't ever come back. You know, if they don't have value accrual, they don't have yield, they don't. They aren't reducing, they're inflating like crazy still. Those seem more problematic 
than Bitcoin and Ethereum, which have much more like firm, a firm foundation. Yeah, OFAC compliant blocks up to 60 something percent on ETH. Speaking of firm foundation, <laughs> like no one's going to care about that until it's a problem and then everybody's going to freak out. Yeah. But yeah, the chart, you know, look, this could look worse, right? It could look worse. If, if we were making lows, it would be a completely different story. Yeah. But we're not. And the fact that we're not making lows when everything else is making crazy lows on the tech side, that's huge. Yeah. Let me, let me holler at something here. You have the Dixie and you have a lower low. Now I did this in May. That accounted for a nice crypto bounce. So did this. So is it just one of those and continue on? Or do we get a, a topping formation start to occur? New regime in Britain, Europe gets past the worst of expectations because of entering the winter. Is there a narrative there, Josh? I mean, the narrative would be amazing if the Ukraine stuff quiets down or yeah. stops, you know? Then mm -hmm. we're not on the brink of nuclear war. That's huge. But as far as DXY is concerned, there is an inverted Adam and Eve up there um, that's playing out, trying to. Mm -hmm. So that's that's bullish for crypto. If we decide to slow our hike pace while Eurozone continues. I think that would be good for crypto because DXY would come down with it, right? Yeah. That Solana chart doesn't look as good. Yeah, the daily looks okay. It but looks the problem with these alts is like you could be bearish on them forever and then they have these crazy like 20% days, you know? Yeah, or 50% no mean reversion. Like Doge is up because of Elon, but... Uh, <laughs> Doge's up like 50% over the past week. It's insane. The king of our Twitterdom, Mr. Elon Musk. He walked in with a sink just for a play on words. I enjoyed that. I appreciated that. Let that sink in is what he said, and he brought a sink in. That is quality it's dad humor, though. Extremely absurd. <laughs> quality dad humor. Um. Yeah, I I think uh, for Solana, you get back to forty five, fifty bucks. People are probably wanting to rotate those because you have what you have there in that scenario is you have about six months of underwater coins that could un that could sell in a profit or break even or whatever. Yeah, I mean, all these charts could be an Adam and Eve playing out. Um, ETH may be leading the pack mm -hmm. as a group. There's a couple, I mean, ENS still looks, I mean, I think this chart looks freaking great. Like, it started basing a long time ago, right? So, like, Solana is ENS at $10. That's what it looks like. So, yeah, sure, maybe Solana has upside, but this has been putting in this, like, sideways, higher high, uh, higher lows, you know, equal levels. This, this looks constructive to me for ENS. Whether that yeah, turns, we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It looks like a inverted head and shoulder type yeah. fractal. I just don't know why why price would go up other than speculation. Yeah. Somebody in the chat brought up sushi. It's another one that's been putting in this kind of like who's left to sell low. Uh, it looks very good. I mean, that's yeah, flipped I mean, the 200 days. It's, it's real simple. It's making a higher high. That's, that's right. it, right? It, it might be 
the biggest junk in the trunk, but <laughs> if you're just trading the chart, yeah, that looks good. Do your neighborhoods in the Northeast, do they do trunk or treat where everybody meets in the same place and just like gets candy out of the trunks? I don't think so. It's like sing- it's basically like a, a reverse parade. Yeah. I don't I don't think so, but I could be wrong. What's oh. your favorite Halloween candy? Ooh. I'm gonna go with uh the mini butterfingers. Okay. I do not like the corn things, but the I will eat them if they're in front of me. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I also like those like weird flaky toffee things. You know what I'm talking about? They got like stripes on them? No. Okay. No, I don't. Um, chat's I'm telling us like that. You're an almond joy guy. Almond joy, of course you are. Adam? Adam? Yeah, Adam's look good. Adam is another like value accrual question versus all these like side chains and IBC. And- yeah, but somebody's been accumulating Adam for a hot minute. Like, they just started buying it below six bucks and just kept buying every week. It's been weird. <laughs> like Adams kind of operated outside of the realm of others, but it's above its 200 day. Um, might have a 2200 cross like that above its 200 day, Josh, that is isn't a... any coin that is above its 200 day average. Kudos. Yeah, it looks good. It really does. The problem again, though, the on chain activity not really there. Not really matching. Now you could argue on-chain activities not very valuable, but for uh, comparison, Avalanche is at $18 off the lows by a little, but it's 200 days at $27. It has another 60% or something to go to get to its 200-day moving average. It has a 3 arrows capital problem, but not all coins are the same, is what I'm saying. Axie Infinity, $9, 200-day moving average, $19. Yikes. That is not a chart that I would touch. Yeah, if you're, if you're, this one's four days off its low, where others are, two hundred, you know, 100 days off their low. Yeah, that is not, not anything NFT metaverse related, digital culture related. Digital culture. <laughs> not for me, not for me. Uh, yeah, ETH looks great. ETH looks really good. Yep. ETH above 2K looks even better. Yep. Uh, so where does this stop? Is it is there a test point? ETH at 2K, Bitcoin 24K, and then if it can continue, if it can continue, Bitcoin to 30 something, ETH to 2500 next level. I see. Of like macro or not macro large, large weekly time frame relevance. Yeah, I think a lot of these markets are starting to price in optimism relative to what the Fed's going to say. Mm. I hope that doesn't let them down like it has for the past year. Uh, like yeah, like <laughs> some of these moves on even legacy are uh, very interesting. All I'm saying is I said the 200 week is the thing for legacy and it's worked out. It's worked out for the S and P. Yeah. I mean, there isn't anything on crypto that's screaming like this is a great entry or this is some sort of 
mega reversal in building up, but things look much better than they had been. You know, that's as far as I'll go, I think. Yeah. Especially if you get some kind of move into the 30s, you could at least imagine where the bottom is in, right? Yeah, because the real problem was the lack of volatility and being bearish. That that combination historically has meant lower lows guaranteed. Uh, so the fact that we didn't decide to go lower is a really good thing. Like you could just have this chop fest for a couple years, you know? I mean, we did that before. 2020, 2019. 2020 was pretty brutal. Yeah, it could be very choppy. I'm just just thinking about, you know, 2018, we saw on-chain activity pick up again. Yeah. yeah. We need know. to see the proof in the pudding. This is not us trying to get bullish. It's just us wondering, is this bounce legit? Yeah, I think in 6, 12, 18 months, <laughs> looking back on something like this, when you're saying, okay, it's at the 200 or slightly below, that historically has been a good place. When you're looking at legacy, <laughs> go bananas to the downside and BTC sort of ignoring it, shaking it off. That's a good thing. Yeah, there's a lot of mm, rotations being made too. Like Facebook legit looks like it's in a death spiral from a what is it perspective. Like we, we had Jim Cramer crying on TV. Crying, and we didn't call that bottom immediately. That is, that's that was really something. Yeah. That's right. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what, though? A Bitcoin ETF is too dangerous. I can't talk about that, but I agree. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's that's a great example of a chart as a reason why you don't like catch a falling knife, you know? Because sometimes you just don't know. That thing could just go right through your hand, you know? Yeah. Put it in linear that, just for that fun. Is ugly. Ugly. It's I mean, a win for if you're truly like long metaverse, like over a multi decade time frame, that's a win for the metaverse because that means you know meta doesn't have a handle on it, right? Meta is hundred and thirty six percent away from its two hundred day moving average. That just looks uh tragic. I would really I mean, Netflix even turned a corner. Yeah. You know, with their subscriber count. It would be a, a 90% jump for uh, Meta to get back to its 2013, like kind of IPO, initial IPO type levels. Be another, another 66% down from here. God, that would be fun. Imagine the cope. <laughs> Especially if it did that while the rest of the market actually was recovering. Uh, should we talk about Twitter? I mean, we can. Well, we can. It's going to be delisted everywhere. It's going to be delisted, but it's finishing right where it started. 50 bucks. <laughs> this, how disappointing of a stock life. Like, this is a random walk of a stock if I ever saw one. Yeah, it is pretty random. You know, I hope the bots get cleaned up. I hope Twitter gets better. I've certainly pulled away from Twitter over the past couple of years because of the bot problem. Binance put in five hundred million. Did you see that? I did. There's some uh, rumors of involvement regarding potential partnerships down the road. 
Yeah. Uh, Google at the 200-week moving average. These are the dips I'd be looking to buy, right? Take the companies that are legitimately highly moted and profitable. If you're looking, yeah, at, if you're looking at growth, if, at least. If you're looking at technicals, I think they're fine. If you're looking at like PE ratios, or yeah, they may Microsoft still have a long way to go. Another one that just looks overvalued based on you know historic numbers. Yeah. So, that's the market. So yeah, I like I like where we sit. I like that sentiment. Still seems fairly bearish. On what I can see, it also feels like nobody's here, which is good. Jason Bourne in the chat asked, "Why does my shirt match my curtains?" <laughs> they had so this is slightly different green. Come on, my shirt is a I don't know what color. This is not my favorite shirt, but it's a shirt. Don't judge. It's in the closet. I put it on. Um, there's nothing else that's just a, a serious note. Gold is still 1650. It's just permanently. Um, yields up a little bit today, but down over the last several week or last week, rather. Um, these need to get themselves under control. I don't, none of this can be long term if those don't chill. Yeah, I think the bond uh, bid ask spread is more critical than. The yield, yeah. The because if there if we don't have some foundation of normalcy, then everything just goes explodes. You know, right? So I agree. We need bonds to like get their stuff figured out. We I mean, need the Fed to figure out what's going on there. Continues to be the worst year in a generation for the sixty forty portfolio. Which again is good for crypto. It says, "Hey, there's out there's other options out there that yeah. aren't just so obvious." Yeah, it says we don't like this system. Screw you. So maybe crypto has a shot there. Well, it does say the trust in the system is low, probably gone or wavering. You know, at the very least. That's a good point. That's actually what it means. Because when you're investing in those, you're saying, "I trust this." It's a very good point. I like that, Josh. That's a maxi argument I can really get on board with. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, yeah. How could you defend that performance? You know, the worst on record. Yeah. Do they really deserve trust? You could argue that the forward outlook is positive because the, the past has been so negative, you know, recently. But I don't know if that's a legit argument anymore. Yeah. We've the thesis has changed, right? This is a thesis changing year for the sixty forty for bonds in general. Will we enter the Bitcoin standard? <laughs> I mean, we could. We've seen a ton of institutional um not onboarding, but just you know, building the, the tracks for onboarding. Whether it's Fidelity, Coinbase, Aladdin, BlackRock, all these guys, which is definitely a good thing. Yeah. All right. Let's leave it there. I don't really have anything else. There's some so rare NFT thing I was going to ask you about. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, they're doing so rare. It's got all these big sports partnerships. So I, I kind of like them because they're onboarding, like trying to find these real, real life use cases with sports and communities and stuff so i think that's pretty cool what they're doing um nothing huge other than that check out flip flip.xyz i'm going to be in uh san francisco if anybody wants to meet me i'm emceeing zero expo zero expo by the zero x project andrew yang is going to be out there a bunch of other folks uh it's a one-day event for free during san francisco blockchain week 
and it's on Thursday. So if y'all want to come, I'll be there. I'll MC the conference. I'll be the MC of some sort. I find out the day before like what I'm actually saying. I don't know. It's exciting. Yeah, but I'm going to be out there, and I'd love to say hello if you're going to be there, if you're in the region. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure. Follow Josh at Carpe Noctum, where he tweets less now than ever before. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's straight it's it's straight alpha now you know there's, there's no nothing other. but out just hitting you straight just with the content right down the pipe that's straight right alpha. all right sorry for keeping the co- show a little short i gotta be somewhere in 17 minutes but thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time go to flip.xyz monuments crumble